Morning everybody, how you doing today? In this episode of the show, I wanted to talk to you about the Facebook 10 year challenge. The reason why I wanted uh, to discuss this issue a little more in depth is that it's popped up in normal conversation and I mean that quite literally. Um, very much, you know, out and about around town. I'm hearing it pop up, people are discussing it, it's coming across in mainstream um, articles. It's not something that's just niche because obviously it's a big social media phenomenon right now. But the flip side of, you know, is this something more sinister is actually a talking point and I think this is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, let's get a couple things out of the gate real quick. What is this challenge? Basically real simple. One side of your photo that you post is you in 2009. The other is this year in 2019. The idea is to show the difference or ideally the lack of difference between the two photos. Now, the undercurrent, you know, so people post these photos out, share them around. The undercurrent is that um, maybe this is a data set that's being collected for something a little more sinister around helping computers identify how people age. Now, it seems like the genesis of this idea started with a simple tweet uh, from uh, Kate O'Neill. She's uh, an entrepreneur, a fantastic speaker, and a sometimes contributor for Wired Magazine. And she fully admits it was an off-the-cuff sort of sarcastic tweet, and it was, you know, 2009, Kate's uh, would be all over this. 2019 is asking, you know, is this really just an idea to get a tagged data set? Now... The question I was asked a few times this week was, why is this important? Aren't computers really good at facial recognition? The answer is yes, they are very good at facial recognition. Where we're moving to now in the state of computer science is identifying whose face that is and how that face changes in situations and over time. So who's that? whose face that is, very simple. You need to identify it against another data source. This is where social media, this is where things like Facebook are really, really good at, right? It's a really strong point for them because they know this is Mark's profile and there are pictures that Mark has said are of himself. Um, so, you know, for those that aren't familiar, actually just struck me as I, as I noticed the monitor here, uh, facial recognition technology has been deployed widespread for a very, very long time. Um, and it's not always bad. This camera is actually automatically detecting my face to maintain autofocus, right? A really great and useful thing. I unlock my iPad and my phone with my face as well. Um, it's not necessarily a bad technology, and we'll get to the implications in a minute here. Um, so this is the, the state of computer science where we're at, is that we can identify faces very, very easily. Um, if you can link them to another data set, that means you can identify people. Um, the challenge is in less than optimal situations. So right now I'm lit uh, by a key light. Um, I'm, you know, very close to the camera. I'm the only subject here. I'm looking directly in. This is ideal circumstance for sort of facial recognition. But what if I'm, uh, you know, in a busy crowd, you can only see part of my face. Um, it, it gets less accurate because it's less distinct features that are visible. Um, and where things really, really break down is over time. This was demonstrated by Microsoft in 2015. They deployed a tool that basically said, hey, upload your photo, we'll tell you how old you are. Um, and it had you know somewhat laughable results, but sometimes it got it right. Um, and that's because there was a lack of data at that point. Um, it's not a clear data set. And this is sort of the second misconception is that people assume machine learning is really, really easy to do. Um, and the models are not super difficult to construct in the grand scheme of things. It's obviously a relative level of difficulty. The challenge is getting really good data. Um, so if you're asking a uh, computer to figure out the difference between a cat and a dog, it needs samples. It needs to know what attributes make up a cat or a dog, or better yet, a fully curated set of photos labeled, this is a cat, this is a dog, this is a cat, this is a 
dog so that it can learn from that. And it's the same thing with faces. Now there's a lot of great, um, easily accessible data sets around facial recognition, um, two-dimensional and three-dimensional facial recognition, but there's not a lot of great ones around age. And this was sort of the gist of Kate's humorous tweet was like, hey, what if this is just a big experiment to get us to do the work for them? Um, and that is not, uh, so that was vehemently denied by Facebook. 100% believe them. I don't think they started this at all. I don't think there's an ulterior motive. I think this was just a fun New Year's uh, resolution type thing. Like, hey, look at me a decade ago. Think of what I'll accomplish this year kind of thing. Um, but the premise of crowdsourcing data sets is not unheard of. We've all taken, um, you know, the captures on websites, the I am not a robot checkbox, and it pops up with a bunch of images. It used to be text that you had to go through and verify, um, and now it's images. These are training data sets. This is um, the Google as a service. I believe Google owns it now. Um, they were uh, verifying the Google scanning efforts. So was that actual, you know, were these OCR mistakes? Was this actually the word the, yes or no? Um, and now doing the same with image recognition is that we're, tie we're tagging these things for them. So when they ask, hey, can you show us all the pictures that contain a fire hydrant? and um, that's confirming or uh, new results and helping tag the data. So the whole premise of, you know, the um, that the 10 year challenge was somehow a collection for a data set. It's not crazy. It's pretty straightforward. But if I put on my, you know, cynical hat and try to go, okay, well, what's the advantage here? It's one extra attribute um, in a uh, already existing technology and use case, right? People are already using facial recognition. The, that horse has already left the barn. It's now a question of can we have discussions around the proper use, um, acceptable use, what circumstances is not acceptable, at what scale, things like that. And that needs to come out into the open. We need to have those conversations as a community, as a physical uh, you know, geography, as a local community, as a larger internet community. Uh, but from the aging one, I couldn't find any threats that were really there. I did find one extremely useful use case. If you have any collection of photos um, you'll see over time, it really has a hard time, the photo tools, of detecting that this was in fact you. Um, you only really get that over decades um, search of your face after you've tagged a bunch. So, you know, it will tag the most recent years because it's got a pretty good confidence that that's you. And then when you start to go back a few years, it'll keep building the confidence to keep reaching back into the past. Having a data set that shows common aging patterns and some attributes and how faces evolve over time would help with tools like that. Um, it helped with some special effects in Hollywood. A lot of the superhero blockbusters lately have had de-aged characters. This would obviously help with that. Um, but from a threat model, I really couldn't uh, detect much because unless you can go completely off the grid and then uh, come back on at some point, uh, you're going to be generating a constant set of data um, that's not really going to harm uh, your uh, profile, your privacy level, um, anything like that from this type of a challenge. So interesting thing to talk about. My biggest takeaway from this was we're finally at a point where this is a mainstream conversation and that's extremely exciting uh, for someone like myself who works in security and privacy. Um, what do you think? What do you uh, Have you participated in it? Do you see a different impact? Did I miss something here? Let me know. Hit me up online at MarkNCA for those of in the vlogs uh, in the comments down below. Um, and as always, uh, for our podcast listeners and everybody else, uh, by email me at markn.ca. And instead of in 10 years, I will see you on the next show. I hope you're set up for a fantastic day. I'll talk to you soon.